With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. What's up? This your boy, Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. I got to be honest, Aaron, for a while I thought the X and Xavier meant the mark we were going to put on our brackets from their game. But the Musketeers survive. It's Friday. It's St. Patrick's Day. It's the NCAA tournament. Welcome in as we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The madness continues, not only in college hoops, but in the NFL. NFL in the NBA as well. It's a busy time. It's a fun time. We talked about this yesterday. Much as I love the NCAA tournament, it was even, you know, four or five years ago that it felt like college basketball was all you talk this time of year. But now with the quarterback carousel, with the NBA stuff, uh, very busy time, but very fun time to be on air. I also think it's a time where we talk the NBA a little bit more because Playoffs are less than a month away. Teams are trying to get in shape. It's not let's just take this month off and go into the postseason. It's, hey, let's ramp up for the postseason so we're playing our best basketball heading into mid-April. And there's also other NBA news because you have one of its bigger stars flashing a gun at a strip club less than two weeks ago. And that's where we start again. And I want to say – 
I just I want to say this, Aaron, because I think sometimes the message can get pigeonholed in one area or put in the corner in another area. I am not anti-John Morant. That is that is not the case. I may sound like I'm anti-NBA, but I like it when the NBA is fun. I, I, I really do. It's just that at times the NBA can be absolutely exhausting. And for, you know, one of the gripes that I have about the NFL is it's starting to be really, really corporate, really manufactured. You know, one of the things that, you know, I love logos, I love sports logos. So much was made about the Super Bowl logos. And I saw a lot of it on social media on just people are really like paying attention to like now how boring the Super Bowl logo has been. And it's been like that for the past almost decade and a half. But it's becoming very corporate. It's becoming very mainstream. I sometimes think that the NBA is like that. And and, and NBA Twitter can be exhausting and tiring, but I, I don't hate the NBA. I don't hate jo- John Morant. I want John Morant to become a superstar in the NBA. But what has happened over the last 12 months and what has happened over the last two weeks, I think should be a concern of the NBA. And I'm not trying to take the high road, but this is just the reality of the league and where it is right now. But I know like when we talk about the John Morant situation and how it all played out, it sounds like, oh, you hate the NBA, you hate John Morant. I, I I don't think that that statement is true. Well, and this goes back to what we talked about yesterday in this time slot. Um, you know, the analogy that I used, I'm not disappointed in John Morant. He's 23 years old. He's figuring out life as a very successful, very talented, very rich young man. And there's a lot of things being thrown at him. And I don't think it's easy. Where my frustration over the last two weeks was, was that I do feel like the NBA has almost enabled him. Um, where, you know, you, you tell him to, you know, he, he suspended for two games by the Grizzlies. Fast forward, he ends up, quote unquote, going to rehab and then he leaves two, three days later. And what, what I said yesterday was, if the NBA really cares about John Morant, if Adam Silver, a guy who has said, my players have never been unhappier, well, guess what? If you care about him, tell him to take more time. Tell him to get away. Tell him to reevaluate who he's spending his time with, where he's spending his time, how he's spending his time. Um, you know, uh, give him the time to do that as a young person that is going through everything. So the analogy that I used yesterday was it's almost like a parent telling your kid that you're grounded for the rest of the week, and then after two or three hours, you, you, you open the, the door of the bedroom, and you say, okay, come on out. You learned your lesson, blah, blah, blah. And so I don't I don't put a lot of this on John Morant. I think, yes, he's an adult. He's a well-paid adult, and there comes some responsibility with it. But I mostly put this on the league for what I believe is pseudo-enabling his behavior by allowing him to come back after. 11 days and there was a there was a piece that that Aaron and I had talked about on the show and we put it out on Fox Sports Radio uh Aaron's thoughts my thoughts and what ends up happening is it's usually on social media Twitter um you know sometimes Instagram but Twitter's the spot you're gonna see it and it'll take a soundbite from you or a you know word from you and a couple words from me and then there will be an audio clip and what happens is people see the tweet they don't listen to the audio and then they just assume that they know you know everything that we were talking about but I thought that the, the tweet that was sent out was um, a good representation of what we were trying to say and what was happening. What was 
probably needed to be added to the context, not of the tweet, because there's only so many characters, but if you listen to the audio, it's what does John Morant need right now? Does John Morant need someone putting their arm around him, or does John Morant need someone to look him straight in the eye and say, this is what you need to do? Mm-hmm. And I think that both you and I feel that the league is putting their arm around him and saying, it's okay, John, it's going to be okay, let's get you through this, and then it's great for everyone. Um, and I felt that ESPN helped along with this. They're the main broadcast partner of the NBA, and they're the home to the NBA Finals. And I just don't think that it was a coincidence that ESPN landed the exclusive hours, not days, hours after a meeting with Adam Silver. I I, I made a, a minor point, and I know it's daylight saving, so it's lighter a little longer, but the interview that Jalen Rose had with John Morant was in the daytime. Sure. So you had a meeting with Adam Silver, but somehow then you were able to set up this one-on-one, exclusive one-on-one that no one else got, and were able to conduct it. And and we joked that it maybe was just down the hall from Adam Silver's office. Maybe that, it was in Adam Silver's office. <laughs> that seems to me like it was a joint effort by ESPN and the NBA to get John Morant's message out there. I don't need John Morant's message. I I, I don't. And that's what the interview felt like for me and now you have the person who did the interview Jalen Rose college basketball great uh, longtime NBA vet spent in the media for a while conducting the interview I was critical of it Aaron I think you were critical of it I didn't think that's the spot for Jalen Rose and Jalen Rose comes out within the last couple of hours and says, by the way, any media members questioning or dismissing my jaw interview or his sincerity are just butt hurt they didn't do it. Hmm. I, I I don't think that that's the case. Yeah. Um. And I would have loved to have John Morant in studio with us. How realistic is that? That's a zero point zero percent chance. John Morant is not coming into this to this studio for a variety of reasons, but one of which also this. Fox Sports Radio isn't a broadcast partner. There are, there, there are questions that you have to ask that should be asked. And if those questions aren't answered, you push back on it. Jalen Rose then responded, Current and former athletes keep score of those who say I'm not a journalist. When my college major was radio, TV, film, been doing this for 20 years and literally write a column for the New York Post each week. They want to pigeonhole us because they are threatened, breaking glass ceilings. So that, that last part is really funny. Like... Uh, let me ask you, are you threatened by Jalen Rose? Because independent of the fact that if he wants to be held to the standard of a journalist, of Walter Cronkite or Barbara Walters or whatever, he didn't do a very good job. I'm not threatened by Jalen Rose. I'm not going to be, you know, like, I'm not competing with him for the number one seat on NB- on ESPN's NBA coverage. Like, we, we, we run in different lanes. And by the way, we're not even saying that he's necessarily addressing us, but it, it's just like... It drives me crazy every time that an athlete or a former athlete, like, oh, everybody's afraid. No, we're not afraid. This is a competitive industry like everybody else is. To say that somebody is afraid is like saying, is like Jalen Rose saying to a rookie, oh, uh, you know, as a rookie, oh, that veteran is afraid he's going to, I'm going to take his spot. No, he's not. Stop, whatever. Uh, And I know there's other elements to get to it, but it's like, what? Why would I be threatened? Why would you be threatened? Why would anybody who is criticizing Jalen Rose for a mediocre interview be threatened at all? I don't understand it. On a staff that is full of award-winning journalists, why would Jalen Rose be the one who is picked? 
Right? Like 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 think about that. Like he could he could give me his resume and what he's done for the New York Post and been in broadcasting. But why was he picked, you know, over Malika Andrews? Why was he picked over Jeremy Schapp? Why Michael was he, Wilbon? The, uh, Michael Wilbon. Set. Perfect. Absolutely. Why was he picked over over those options? Well, the reason I believe is because Jalen Rose went and called out John Morant in a video saying Hey, man, I was you. I understand what it's like being you. You can't do that. That video went viral. Doug even quote tweeted it and, you know, said this or spot on. There were a lot of people who applauded Jalen Rose for that message. And it was a good message for John Morant. But it was not a good interview. And if you don't believe me, listen to this. What were you thinking and whose gun were you holding? Oh, the gun wasn't mine. It's not who I am. I don't condone and you know any type of violence. Um, but I take you know full responsibility, you know, for my actions. I and mean, I can see uh, the image, you know, that I, I painted, you know, over myself, you know, with my recent mistakes. But you know, in the future, I'm gonna show everybody who Ja really is. That was a two-part question. Doug would say. Doug has said this a hundred times. One of the things you actually, you know, when you're interviewing, one of the things you shouldn't do, and I've done it, I've done it in interviews, I'll probably do it in an interview today. You ask two questions um, at the same time. Well, and it felt like if you listen to that audio closely, it's that he almost sneaks the second one in like at, like as a like like a soft landing for sure. the tough question. Sure. You know what I mean? And 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 there was no answer. Yeah. I don't know who's the I, I still don't know whose gun it was. And and if he doesn't want to snitch, that's okay. But there's got to be a follow-up to it. The question wasn't answered. And that's that's the point of it. And I'm not saying that Jalen Rose can't get better at interviews because he probably can. But guess what? When you're trying to trying to get this superstar back in, in addition to all the problems that Aaron has talked about and I have talked about, the the rehab stint that we thought was fake, the numerous incidents that have come out, and now all of a sudden you're back on the team after you were already suspended by your team and then going to miss another couple of games. Like It just seems like there is a push to get him not only back in time for the playoffs, but also to have his image restored just like that. And I don't think that you can do that. And I just feel that the NBA is trying to push this and then using their broadcast partner to help them do this. I have never, and and this is the part of the tweet where I think that Jalen Rose, it shows that he doesn't understand the ramifications of his interview. In the first tweet that I read, he said, by the way, any media members questioning or dismissing my jaw interview or his sincerity are just butt hurt they didn't do it. How do you know if John Morant was sincere, sure. you have no idea. By by that very definition, you are not the objective journalist that you claim Absolutely. to be. Absolutely, I have never heard anyone who's covered a white, you know, covered the White House and the president, and said, you know what, I think I think Biden was sincere. Then <laughs> I think Trump was sincere. I think Obama was sincere. No, you're reporting and then you're asking follow up questions and you're saying, well, well, wait a sec, this doesn't make sense. In no way should an interviewer 
judge, and to your point, be objective about how the subject feels. Because that's exactly what Jalen Rose has done, which tells me he, again, had no business conducting that interview. And it was just a sham to try to make John Morant's image not as harsh as it has been over the last couple of weeks. Well, and it's clear that he's upset at somebody. Whether he hurt us yesterday, whether he hurt other people is independent. But what I keep going back to is if you want to be held to the standard, again, of Walter Cronkite, of Barbara Walters, of whoever – then you got to do a better job because, oh, by the way, you know what else he didn't ask? Whose gun it is? He didn't ask, uh, I don't know, why was wh- why was he at the strip club? What about the pictures that surfaced with all the money? Do you regret that? Oh, by the way, the Washington Post reported two separate incidences that, pre- that were before this. Uh, I don't remember a question being asked about that. Um, where did you get the gun? How did you get, you know, how did it get there? Like, there were, like, like if, if you want to complain about your coverage as a media member, that's fine. If you want us to hold you to the highest standard, that's fine. I'll hold you to that standard, and you stunk. If I gave you a, a, a grade on that interview, I'd give you a C-. minus. You didn't ask, essentially, any of the questions that anybody wanted answered. Oh, by the way, you you said, you know, we, we saw reports that you went to rehab. How long were you there? What was that about? What did you learn? Uh, you, you, you've been gone for less than two weeks. Do you feel as though this has been a proper amount of time? There were so many questions to ask. And so I come back to yesterday. We discussed why this interview happened. The NBA wants to push this aside to get ready for the playoffs and get one of their stars back on the court. But if we're moving the forward to the story forward today with Jalen Rose complaining that people like us, and again, I'm not saying that he was referencing us, but that people like us are, did a, you know, don't care about him as a journalist or don't think he did a good job. Well, it's because he didn't. And so that's my frustration is if you want to be held to this standard, well, you did a pretty bad job with that interview. One of the questions to John Morant was, do you take pride in being a role model? Not even do you consider that. See, that's exactly what you just said. That's an insinuation by Jalen Rose that John Morant is a role model and considers himself a role model. It reminds me of the post-game interviews and baseball games. How big was that uh, RBI double in the bottom of the ninth to score the uh, winning run? Oh, it was huge. It was huge. Yeah, of course it, it was huge. It scored the winning run. Like, yeah, of course it's a big deal, you know, to be a role model. Of course it's important. Such a, it's such a, it's not a, it's not a real question. It doesn't matter, by the way. You know what I would, wouldn't wanted to see is the sit down. All right, we rolling. All right, cool. Jalen Rose being like, do you know what you're doing? Do you know what is happening to your career if you follow down this path? Almost just telling John Morant, listen, I was you. This is what you can't do. That's what I would want to hear. Sure. And I think that that's the message. And that was the message in Jalen Rose's video that so many people loved. And that that was, you know, embraced to be like, here's a guy who had been through it all and has come out on the other end, by the way, with that successful broadcasting career that has gone 20 years that has him in the New York Post. He was on the same path. And that's what Jalen Rose is trying to say. And it, it, and and so the defense, like, I, I get there may be some personal pride in all of this in trying to make sure that you've, you know, you did a good job and standing up for yourself. But it just went along with what we thought was the NBA trying to push John Morant through and cover this up and move on from it. And ESPN just felt very complicit in all of it and included the questioning given by Jalen Rose. That's where we stand. And it's a great point that, you know, if he had come at it as the former player, 
that puts a different tone to the interview and a different credibility to the questions that he asked. But now he wants to come at it as a journalist. And again, as a journalist, he did a very poor job. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from man manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today I've got a question for you, Aaron Torres, as we are live, broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Will Iowa State have 10 points by halftime? Right now, two in the first eight-plus minutes in their game against Pitt in that 6-11 Midwest matchup. It's not good. Um, by the way, Xavier won the early game in this region, so we could be trending towards Sean Miller versus his alma mater, Pitt. 
Uh, but yeah, what a what a bad bad start for Iowa State in this one. The 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 uniforms pit that they're wearing also bad. You saw them in the first four earlier this week. But I will say this: the one thing that I can give a pass on Pitt's uniforms, it's the black and gold. Sure. Um, and black and yellow, and that's the color of all Pittsburgh teams: the Steelers, the Pirates. The Penguins. So even though Pitt's color scheme of their yellow and blue looks so good, like it's a really, really good look, this black, I'm not usually a fan of black and I'm not a fan of this uniform, but I give it a pass because of the tie that it has to the city of Pittsburgh. Yes, that is a fun trivia fact for the uh, for your next uh, cocktail party. The only city, I believe, with more than two professional sports teams that all have the same color scheme in their uniforms is the city of Pittsburgh. So, and now apparently the fourth, you know, they're 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 Pittsburgh's basketball <laughs> yes. team. So, I guess I guess you know, Duquesne, you're up next. <laughs> uh, <laughs> get Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. Going to talk some hoop, and we'll let you know what's happening in these games. Marquette is up seven in their game on uh, Vermont, just underway in that second half. And St. Mary's trying to close out VCU. That's a seven-point game in favor of the Gales with 3.54 to go. We will let you know how that transpires because, obviously, your bracket is at stake. Uh, the stake of the NBA, the future of the NBA, I think, is is at stake. And I think that at times, and, and, and again, I, I sound like such an anti-NBA guy, and it's not the case. But I, I, I will say this, that I'm not the only one, and I'm not meaning just you, Aaron Torres. I think that the concerns that we have about the NBA are shared by me and you and others and one NBA star, an all-star, and I think borderline superstar and uh, maybe he is a superstar, Damian Lillard, okay? And Lillard was on your old buddy J.J. Reddick's podcast, The Old Man Hi, yeah. and the Three, um, which, by the way, you ended up being completely correct. <laughs> about. I was. But, but By the way, I was very proud of myself. I got under his skin so much to the point that I got blocked. Meanwhile, he's going on national TV and arguing with everybody. So literally, <laughs> he was like, I can't argue with that guy. He's so right that I have to like eliminate him from my life. But he keeps going on and on with Kendrick Perkins and the such. So, <laughs> so Damian Lillard was on uh, J.J. Reddick's podcast, and uh, Damian Lillard gave his thoughts on uh, the future of the NBA, but really about what's happened to the NBA to bring it to its current state. The NBA I play in now is not the NBA that I came into, and I expect it to evolve. Everything is is constantly changing. But, like, I feel like I play for – the love of the game. Like I want to, I want the competition. I want to know what it feels like to win. I want to see my teammates do well. I want to see my teammates get paid. You know, like I enjoy the, uh, the bonding part of it. Like we spend more time with each other than anybody, but now it's like, that don't count. Regular season don't count. Get a ring. You know what I'm saying? Like who, this guy's the MVP. This guy did this. He the first, it's like, bro, what, like, what is this stuff? I was talking after a game like a week ago and I was just like, they was asking me about Dame, but like to win a ring. And, and I'm like, bro, I don't need to prove to y'all that I want to win a ring. Why the hell do I play? Like, I don't need to prove that to y'all, but we cannot keep acting like, while I understand we play to win championships, we all want to win the championship. We can't keep acting like nothing matters. Like the rest of the stuff, the journey doesn't matter. We can't keep doing that. So, 
I want to jump in here. That's fine because I'm in tears because it's it's so spot on. Well, you were the first person. I want to I want to shift credit from Damian Lillard, who I agree with, to Dan Beyer, because you're the first guy that ever, that ever brought this particular point up to me, which is the conversations that the media has about the NBA is not the conversation that any fan has about the NBA. Like you don't go into a barber shop and say. Um, you know, so-and-so is greater than so-and-so. Well, they got the rings. They got the rings. Maybe LeBron versus MJ because we're literally comparing the two greatest people to ever walk the face of the earth and there needs to be some sort of tiebreaker. But, like, nobody's sitting here like, um, you know, uh, whatever. I can't think of a great example. But so-and-so is is superior to Damian Lillard because he has a championship. So yeah, it, it's and and it's it's so funny because it actually started, and this is a true story. I I said this I said this. Gosh, we've we've done shows together for years, Aaron, and so I know I've probably said it to you then, but I just said I've never had a LeBron or Jordan <laughs> no. conversation with a friend <laughs> in my entire life. It's so and true and true it's story. True. true story. Uh last spring I'm at a I'm I, I'm on a golf trip with a buddy of mine. We're in uh we're having wings in North Carolina uh after a day of playing golf and uh we sit down and we're talking. We're talking, you know, we talk about, you know, business. I'll talk about the radio business. He talks about his business and then it always goes back to sports. And so we're kind of on the blend portion of it and I go, "Yeah, you know, I go you know, this, you know, like no one ever talks like it's not a real conversation. And my buddy goes to me, you know, it's closer than you think. And I'm like, what? And it was the first time ever. And I don't even know what side he was on. I assume that he was saying that LeBron is closer to Jordan. But my mind was blown that I was actually sitting down having wings with a buddy and he actually brought it up. It made me laugh because I'm like, Wow, this is the first time that it has ever happened in the last decade of me hanging out with friends that a point was brought up to compare LeBron against Michael. I think that's the impetus of it. I really think that that is the beginning of all of this and how we got to the place that we are. Because if you're going to do it with the two all-time greats, you can do it with anything. I blame them and Bleacher Report because Bleacher Report would have the rankings and you had to click on all 30 slides and finally get to number <laughs> one. So now we rank everything, and that's where everything needs to be ranked. Like like Michael Jordan against LeBron debate and Bleacher Report are the reasons why I think we've gotten into this state of the NBA where everything has to be ranked or tiered or put into some sort of place. And by the way, if it's not a championship ring, then it's not good enough. And it's a huge problem. It's why the NBA stinks. It's why, by the way, they're also trying to implement an in-season tournament to get people to care about the league during the middle of the year. Like to to have a, someone of the caliber of Damian Lillard express the concerns that I had and that 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 have bothered me about the league. It l- almost brought a tear to my eye. So I so I agree with everything because at the end of the day, like you get into anything for competition to be the best that you can be. Um, and I, I and and like I don't I don't know like for, first of all I I do think it's been about like a seven eight year phenomenon of rings are all that matter now I understand there's all time greats that you wanted to get one like a Dirk Nowitzki twelve thirteen years ago whatever but you know in general I don't remember as a kid like oh like Carl Malone or this or that or the other thing like it just was never a mm-hmm. thing and so it's become a thing recently. 
Um, and I and I think you know players, you know, caring too much is not the right word because of course you care about winning. But I think Dame's onto something. I mean, think about how Kevin Durant has inextricably altered his legacy in in pursuit of public approval basically over this exact topic right he leaves Oklahoma City where he's an icon where literally they can't say a negative word about him because he gets offended and like they can't so then he goes to Golden State thinking if I just win championships you know people will get off my back then he wins them there and it's like well you know you did it with Steph then he goes to Brooklyn to prove something else then Brooklyn blows up now he's at the tail end of his prime if he's still in his prime on his fourth spot, there's nowhere that he's going to go back to where he's just this beloved icon, all in pursuit of some BS, nonsense, public perception thing that doesn't exist in real life. I, I don't know, like, like, are you going to think of Kevin Durant as any more of a... Like, yeah. in 20 years, when you're talking to your son about, like, man, you should have seen KD in his prime, yeah, we'll reference the fact that he was incredible in those two finals appearances, but we're not going to be like, well, you know, I, I, I was... I was lukewarm on Durant, but then he went for 40 in game three against the Cavs, and that was when I was sold. It's like, no, oh, guy's incredible. Yeah, and honestly, I think the best thing that will, uh, to, that will happen to LeBron James's legacy is when he retires. Because it's at that point that the process starts that we look back and say, look at what LeBron did. Now we just get... You know, tired, be like, oh, LeBron is hurt, or LeBron said this, LeBron said that. Like, you kind of need to take a step back and look. How much do you think analytics plays in some of this? And the reason I bring it up is because the the argument of who's better and who is ranked is so anti-analytics. Yet what we do when we take like these guys from the past, we like say, yeah, but uh, Larry Bird only had a you know a, a three point two you know fr one. Uh, in games played on the road, you're like, what? I I don't even know what that means sure. compared to Paul George, who's the greatest. Like, like I think that that plays, you know, a role into it because there are certain things that are valued now more so. So it's kind of like two ends of the spectrum, and I'd rather be in the middle. But I think sometimes we take Allen analytics and metrics and say this and that to compare it to a game that wasn't that 30 or 40 years ago. Yeah. So basically. I think analytics has ruined a lot of stuff. Um, I, I think it tries to elevate certain people that don't deserve to be elevated, but I, I don't know that like it's it's altering like these kinds of conversations. Like, like I just think it's I just think it's idiotic, and and, and sure. I'm so glad that Damian Lillard is saying the things that he's saying. And I do hope it does feel like the younger generation that's just kind of starting to come into the prime, the Giannis's, the Jason Tatum's. They have seen the mistakes of everybody else above them, and are like like it seems like Giannis. It's easy to say now, but it feels like he's going to be in Milwaukee for a long time. It feels like Jason Tatum is going to be in Boston for a long time. It feels like as critical as we've been of John Morant the last few days, he resonates in Memphis and he understands his importance to that city. So I hope it stays that way, and I hope we find some sort of middle ground where yes, like you know, if you you know. It's, kind of any yeah. sport, right? Tony Bennett, like at some point you keep losing in the first round of the tournament, you know, we're going to criticize you. And yeah, if John ja Morant like misses the playoffs for like eight straight years, then we're going to criticize him for that. But winning championships won't be the be all end all. And it's just last thing as I talk it out, it's just so dumb. And it's for all the reasons that we said, right? Like, so LeBron doesn't get credit for making eight straight finals, even though he didn't win them all. Uh, MJ, you know, we just, did, we 
we just dismiss MJ because for because he went six and zero in the finals without acknowledging that he did lose in the playoffs at various points in his career. It's just such a dumb way to do things. And like I said, I hope the younger generation has learned from the older generation's mistakes. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer. St. Mary's up eight on VCU, 59-51 with uh, exactly a minute to go in that game in the West region. First round 5-12 matchup. Uh, Iowa State's got six points, but there's only eight minutes left in the first half. Pits up on them at 22-6 in a 6-11 matchup. Creighton up early on NC State, 11-8 with 10 minutes left. And Marquette, a 10-point edge on Vermont, 13-45 left to go. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters— I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today 
Doug Gottlieb's show here on Fox Sports Radio, live from the TireRack.com studios. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. Joining us now, the name of this show, Doug Gottlieb, live to talk NCAA tournament on his own show. Uh, Dougie, great to talk to you. Uh, let's just get right to it. How the heck does Kennesaw State lose today against Xavier? I don't know. He had a 13-point lead, and Xavier switched up defensively, and they got, what, eight straight stops. And even late, they you feel like they had the game. Um, just a little self-promo, I did a pod last night with Amir Abdurrahim. I mean, that guy is awesome. I was I was frankly cheering for him. But uh, Xavier hit some big shots, got enough stops, and then Jack Dungey with a gigantic block, which is, if you know who that kid's story, dad died. He's had two ACL surgeries. It's a pretty great thing. Doug, to go from uh, Sean Miller's current team to his former team at Arizona, I know you've been talking about it a lot over the last 24 hours or so, but but what what happened last yesterday, or was it kind of a season-long thing for a team that was up and down all year? I, I, I just I think they're a little soft, man. I just And the, the guards got outplayed. I think Princeton's a little better, better than you think. Uh, but they got nothing on their backcourt, and Princeton did a great job with their game plan and execution against those bigs. And they got some offensive rebounds. Princeton didn't even make shots. They're a much better shooting team than they, than they, than they shot. And yet, uh, they still won the game. I mean, I, I think it's a little bit of both. Like, got to give credit to Princeton, but it's a little bit of both. We thought boys, that- I'm going to apologize to anybody St. Mary's. They just missed um, They just missed a technical foul free throw. But they're up nine on VCU. And I, I don't know. I picked VCU like an idiot. <laughs> I've seen St. Mary's. So, the problem was I did that WCC championship game, and they got just stomped. And, you know, I thought, all right, athletic teams will really give them problems. But Gonzaga knows them so well. It's what makes it makes it easier for Gonzaga. And Gonzaga's really good. Yeah. yeah. I, I also thought Gonzaga had a bit of a revenge factor, um, you know, in that game. But, um, yeah, in, in, interesting. Question about uh, Penn State. Because we thought Penn State, Texas A&M was going to be one of the games of the tournament. Um, we saw the run they did in the Big Ten. How far can Penn State go? Uh, not very far, according to the phone line. So that is not a good sign if you're a Nittany Lions fan. Um, I did hear Doug, uh, there was something in the background going on where Doug was. I'm just going to guess that we don't get Doug back. Um, so, oh, he is calling back. I, I will do a little plug. He had Amir Abdul-Rahim on our Saturday show before the Big Ten Championship game. Producer Bo booked Micah Shrewsbury for us. He was excellent. Uh, I can see why guys love playing for that guy. I don't think Doug addressed today's loss since it happened yesterday. So if you're looking to hear content on that, uh, you're not going to hear that, but you're going to hear a lot of good stuff. Is Doug back with us, or is he uh, He is not back with us? All right, today's show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. I had heard everything about, uh, you know, Texas A&M, Penn State, and questioning about Texas A&M seeding, and you know what Penn State did at the end of the season, and uh, it was a, it was a, it was a knockout. It was a TKO early for the Nittany Lions, and I don't know. I think that they they've got something there. Speaking of TKO early, Pitt up thirteen to two on Iowa State. So mm, that's a that's a it's a tough one for the uh, the Big Twelve. I want to talk about Pitt in a sec. But first, Aaron, let's play a game. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Brian Fenley is here. Doug Gottlieb is not. Brian, what do we got today? Our game would be... Psychic? 
So you guys are going to put on your fortune-telling hats here, and I think we might. Do we have Doug back on, Jason? Uh, let's see. My crystal ball says, I think Doug will call back. I think Doug <laughs> will call back. That is what uh, that is what we've got. I think you're right. Here uh, he is. Okay. All right. Let's just keep it going. Brian, you can hang out with us as well. Okay. Uh, my question to you, Doug, was Penn State. Um, yeah. How deep of a run do you think they have? They're really good. Um, and they're fun, too. So, you know, they have all these COVID seniors. I'm sure Aaron's told you. You know, they, they have, I think it's four fifth-year seniors. So, like, you have Nate Funk, for example. He played four years at Bucknell, had an extra year. Last night, he goes crazy. It's all those threes. Great shooter, right? So, they have kind of this rare combination of older team, kind of funky style, ability to shoot the three, they can they can battle you by but they can play small ball, and then they're really really well coached in how they play at both ends, especially defensively. Like they very connected. Um, you know, it's it's funny when the Texas guys saw the bracket. Uh, I'm close with as you know, I'm close with that staff. Yeah, and those guys like, hey, did you see Penn State? I was like, man, you guys better hope A and M beats them because Penn State's so hard to play against because they play. You know, Jalen Pickett is their point forward center, right, where he gets the ball and then he'll, like, back you down like Mark Jackson style. And here's one. Here's one. You'll, you'll like this one, Dan. He's kind of like Ricky Pierce. Ah, yes. An old school buck. Right? Yes. He, he just does his All damage star. inside, occasionally hits a three. Very good passer, and they play off of him. So they're a cool, fun team. They can beat Texas. I think the one thing that I like about Texas in this matchup is – Texas's best lineup oftentimes is when they go small, and so I do think they match up. And Texas, though they don't have any prolific shooter uh, like an Andrew Funk, I think they have enough shooting, and and the, the matchup actually in many ways doesn't hurt Texas as much as it hurts most high major teams that that have a traditional base. So, Doug, Marcus Sasser re-aggravates his groin for Houston. Jalen Clark out for UCLA. Brandon Miller apparently has a little bit of a groin issue with Alabama. It feels like the best teams all have, you know, Bill Self might not be available for Kansas going forward. Like, who do you actually like to survive this three-week gauntlet? Because it feels like everybody's got something going on in their program right now. Well, I mean, it's it's, it's weird, Aaron. Like, we kind of set the narrative as basketball guys that, that anybody can beat anybody. But I would also I would say it's interesting. Like Marquette won the Big East, won the Big East tournament. Alabama won the SEC, won the SEC tournament. UCLA, if they were healthy, would have won the Pac-10, Pac-12, and won the Pac-12 tournament, right? So that we actually do have, and Duke is the best team in the ACC. They just weren't healthy, right? So we actually do have teams that, if they're healthy, are kind of dominant and should be favorites, but they're not. Um, I really like Duke. Uh, they have, I think, they have enough shooting. That's my only question, but. They can defend the rim. They have two two quality ball handlers. Kyle Filipowski is a really tough matchup at his size and his skill level, and 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 they have just enough depth, but not too much depth. And I really like Alabama. The problem with Alabama is, you know, how injured or hurt is Brandon Miller, and how does that affect him? I, I think of Alabama if they can get by tomorrow, that'll be a weird. That's gonna be a weird deal, right? Like it's in Birmingham, so you have. You'll have some of that negative energy from the Auburn fans. Yep. And, you know, and then you have all of your fans, and, you know, you're kind of playing through it, trying to play. But on a groin, as long as it's not terrible, like you get a couple of days off as a 
18, 19-year-old kid, I think he'll be okay. Houston's the team I'm really concerned about. Yeah. And Calvin, by the yeah. way, Doug, Calvin Sampson sounded really concerned that, yeah. uh, you know, that after the, the game last night. I can't believe I had to cut off the own host of his own show, but uh, that's Doug Gottlieb. Uh, Doug uh, will be back on Monday. Love his insight. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug today. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.